I'm Danica Juarez. And I'm Jan James. And this is How's It Hold Up? Hey, this is Danica. And this is Jan. And this is Valerie. And today we watched Dumbo, the original 1941 movie that's like an hour and four minutes or something like that. Short movie. Um... Who wants to summarize what Dumbo's about without spoilers? I guess I can try. Um, It is a story about, it starts off where Stork is delivering babies to everyone from the air in little bundles. But anyway, Mrs. Jumbo, who is part of a circus, is anticipating her... And an elephant. And an elephant, is anticipating her little bundle of joy. Everyone else gets their baby, but she doesn't. But then the stork that has her baby the next day ends up catching up with her, delivering, and she has a precious little bundle. Um, And all of the other elements in her car, initially like Dumbo, but when when it's revealed that he has big ears, then one of them meanly names him Dumbo, and through what goes on with the circus, with all the people coming in to visit, you know, the, the animals, uh, one day someone, some kids start trying to make fun of Dumbo and pull his ears. And she, the mother, Mrs. Jumbo, understandably tries to protect him. And in the process, many things get destroyed. She ends up being isolated and chained and deemed a mad elephant so poor little Dumbo's on his own the other elephants aren't you know with him and so this is basically the story of not only Dumbo um, learning to be successful um, in the circus and through that he's able to reunite with his mother yeah that sounds right without getting into details or spoilers you guys recommend this movie yes no maybe so not just to family audiences, but in general, but also, I don't know. Um, probably not. There were some fun instances, but there's also some issues with the movie. And overall, the it being an hour long is kind of indicative of not very interesting plot. And so uh, I don't think I would. Even though it's classic Disney, I would only recommend it literally to college students and professors to show what you don't want to do and how (laughs) isms and lack of sensitivity can be extremely problematic. Interesting. Um, I don't think I'd recommend it either. We'll go, we'll get into details later. Why are you being weird? Let's get specific. (laughs) You're like doing, that's karate kid over here. (laughs) Would you like to get specific? Oh, I like that. <laughs> what if we did that? No, Would yeah, you... we'll do it. Do it. Let, let's quiet. Let's do a. Good, let's do a cold of that. Yeah. Would you like to get specific? <laughs> That's so cute. It's really good. <laughs> uh, okay, but it came in really quiet. So okay. we'll do one more into like at that mic. Would you like to get specific? I love it. It's so cute. <laughs> it's very cute. Um, okay. So let's start talking about story, characters, anime, not animation, story, characters, all that sort of stuff. Maybe some voice acting. Um, 
whatever notes you guys have there. Let me see if I have anything that would be good to say about how a lot of this, a lot of this will probably be more relevant for animation and stuff. So yeah, good. You guys have any? I love many of the characters and I love some of this story, but there's so much that makes it problematic that it overshadows because I love the biggest thing I love is the relationship between Dumbo and his mom. Yeah, that's I, I love, um, and it's wonderful. Uh, Timothy Mouse is kind of cute. Um, I do have a fun fact about Timothy Mouse. His character was originally a Robin named Red, but was changed to do a desire to play in the whole elephants are afraid of mice thing. Ah, sure. That okay. makes sense. Okay. Yeah, I mean, and it could potentially, well, again, I just, I absolutely love the and even the cheesy storks you know delivering babies to everyone and i love how they're all baby animals none of them are humans that are being delivered not that we see yeah not that we see i just mean but but they stayed that wasn't even enter into the picture i thought all that stuff with the babies was very cute so that was that was cute but just knowing especially nowadays with people being educated on how problematic and horrific people treat animals in a circus I mean, just given the fact that the whole setting is a circus. I mean, we have a lot of... I need to hold that for the section that's about it. No, I know. I just meant... <laughs> just don't get into being, detail. It's just hard to get into the storyline sure. because it evolves around the circus, and that, that makes it problematic. I actually love some of the characters of the crows, um, and, uh, you know, there's obviously problems with it, but I, I liked them, and I liked, again, Timothy and Dumbo, but mostly I like... I like Dumbo and his mother. So, yes, characters, there are some endearing characters. There is some, I don't know, I wouldn't necessarily even say I really witnessed much character development. Not and then really. again, And then again, as Valerie alluded There's to. There's a ton of characters in this that just don't actually have, like, Timothy Q. Mouse is the only one who, like, definitely has a name. Yeah. Um, that is it, not ever said, but is shown at one point in the movie so well also for example when i say there's like no character growth even the mean like the mean girls the mean characters the mean elephants at the end it's not like they've had any character growth because they're they're in a better place they seem to now be nice and like you know Dumbo well, he's and his mom. <laughs> yeah. So again, that just very surface. No, no growth. Even there. Dumbo doesn't really have character no. development. It's it's, but I don't think this story is really about character development. It's more like a like a parable or something. Like kind of, it has a very obvious lesson to teach by the by the end of it about like believing in yourself or something like that. So I, yeah, I don't know. But to me, it was almost very much like the story, which doesn't have a lot of substance, even though I like it of Rudolph. Rudolph also is made sure. fun of and ostracized because of a, a, something that's not normal. His nose right. Dumbo's ostracized because of his large ears. And at the end, both of them do something. What do you say? Heroic, something that brings benefit to lots of people. So then everybody sure. likes them. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. So very, not not saying much then for all the people that treated them like crud, you know, again, and then just are nice because now they're popular. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, very, but that is a recurring kind of theme sometimes in, in shows that don't have a oh, lot yeah. of substance or movies. Yeah. I liked the gag of the baby sack going through the cloud. 
Yes, that was cute. <laughs> like, I, I was, was like, I was like, away. yeah, like clouds aren't a solid surface. So this, yeah, I thought that was cute. Didn't like the stork leaning on the baby at one point. No. <laughs> <laughs> he just puts the sack down and like leans on it. It's like, that's a baby in there. Yeah. Um, like half my notes are just that Jumbo Jr. is very cute. Which I think me saying that name is a good time to segue into the discussion of yes. Dumbo is not the name of the I title know, character. But everyone yeah. advertises it as that, and I feel like if I don't I mean, say Timothy Dumbo, calls him that the whole time. Yeah, if yeah. anything, like I can accept it as the stage name at the yeah. end. Yeah. But like through the movie, them just calling him that, and then like the mom being away from him, and it's like, wow, you take her away, yeah. you call him by a name that she doesn't like. And, like, that's just so sad. It's just no, it's, yeah, like it. it's a bummer. Yeah, because it's never addressed. She clearly says what his name is to the other elephants when they ask what his name is. Well, when the stork asks. When the stork, okay, the stork. I was thinking. The okay, stork asks. You're asked. right, the stork asks. And then it's, like you said, it's never addressed again. They just keep calling him the slanderous Dumbo name. Yeah. I did like when she smacked that other elephant's trunk when she was touching Dumbo, yes. though. That yes. was good. No, I mean, she... That was, that's where the heart was. Just like yeah. her and, and Jumbo Jr. Yeah, that whole scene where they're like, where he's like playing and like running around her and like hiding and she'll like touch him. And, all of it, like so her cute. giving him a bath. It was all, like, that was He was also love. really cute and helpful while they were building up the yes. circus yes. in the rain. He was so wonderful yeah, yeah. helper to his mom. Yeah, to no, else. that's definitely the main heart of the movie. And then, of course, the which we can talk a little bit more about when we get to music. But the baby mind sequence is another good moment with those two together. Yeah, I liked the little gag with the where the gorilla was shaking the bars and then accidentally <laughs> removed one and then like gingerly put it back like, oh, oops, let me just get that <laughs> back in there. Yeah, I mean, the animation wise, they did a really good job of characterizing like that these... I mean, it sounds bad, but, like, these are trained animals or right. whatever of, like, oh, we're putting on a show. Yeah. Or, like, some of the uh, camels or something, like, yawned. Like, they were kind of, like, this is just what we do. Like, we know. Oh, yeah. The we cam- know our role. And the camel was, like, gonna, the uh, yes, camel or a spit. llama or something camel. was gonna, like, spit because they do that a lot. But it, like, sucked it back in for the sake of not, like, being yeah. gross in front of the the people who are watching. Yeah, like, I guess these were, like show business animals like they kind of knew knew what to do which was like it characterized it well but like knowing how poorly those animals are treated in the circus at the zoos of the time and all of that like it's horrifying now i'd like to get into some wild speculation here let's go for it when timothy is drunk he holds and squeezes a bubble (laughs) and he says george so Timothy knows another mouse, presumably named George, and I'd like to speculate about who that is. <laughs> Brother, friend, something more? I don't know. Well, who do we think George is? He seemed very happy to see him. This is someone that he likes enough to hug, at least when drunk. Who's who's George? I, yeah, I, I don't. I didn't catch George that. Is. I didn't catch that. You don't know cute. anything about what I who That's I think cute. George is. I don't know. But I okay. While we're on, the, I'm not sure yet. I my my mind is still comprehending who George is. But I love how a mouse can float on a bubble, can do all kinds of things, and then the bubble breaks. But I mean that these are pretty strong bubbles. It the and we could talk about it more in animation, but. 
the animation and therefore the story and world itself is very cartoony. Um, unlike a lot of Disney, unlike the Disney movies before that, which were more focused on realism. Yeah. This is very cartoony. And there's a reason for that, but we'll get into it in animation stuff. Well, interesting, though, because I feel like it's very realistic in some regards. In some parts? Yeah. Um, what do you guys think about voice acting and stuff? I I don't know. Um, I, have, I have a couple of notes, but I just wanted to see if you guys said yeah. anything before. It was interesting the how the lack of voice acting for Jumbo Jr. What was there was very mm-hmm. cute squeaks and things like that. Yes. I like that. But no, he was otherwise a, a silent character. Yes. I liked Miss Jumbo's voice. I don't actually have anything listed for her. She only has the one line, so I'm not sure who her voice actress was. The Elephant Crew, they did a good job with voices of, like, you can tell what they're like by their voice. Yes. Uh, like the catty one or whatever, the gossipy one. Like the the names that are given for these elephants that, that are listed at least, and I don't know where these names actually pop up anywhere, and they're basically just like descriptors. There's one called Elephant Caddy. Yeah. So Elephant <laughs> Caddy, Elephant Giddy, and Elephant Prissy, and then the Elephant Matriarch. Yes. Mm. Like you could tell they're... Their, their personalities through their voice. Yes. The, uh, there was varied clown voices that were, mm. like, fine. One of the clown voices was Billy Bletcher, who is oh, the nice. original voice of Pete from the old Mickey cartoons. Oh. Yeah, he has a very kind of deep, I could tell which one it was, because he has the deepest of the voices. Uh, yeah. At one point, the clowns that we are talking about right now are in the tent, and you just see their shadows. And I love how they start taking off their costumes with their clowns underneath. <laughs> I mean, they like, or at least they have clowns. One guy looking. had like a, ma- a mask thing that made him look more clownish and, bar- and buffoonish, and he like took it off, and then you could see the shape of his head was a little more normal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, they still look like clowns underneath, which I mean, like noses or shadows and, and stuff. shadows. Yeah. It depends. Yeah, there was me up. a lot of them were probably still half in makeup and everything so. yeah yeah one one guy was like in an inflatable suit or something yeah 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 there's lots of visual kind of gags in those sorts of scenes voice wise even though it was problematic i liked um i liked most of the crows voices oh the hmm, the crows are mostly voiced by black actors actually except for the main cigar smoking crow who is voiced by Cliff Edwards, who you might also know as the voice of Jiminy Cricket. Oh, goodness. Okay. Doing a real... Interesting choices. Real interesting choice of black um, accent sort of thing. Stereotypical of the Mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's a thing. Um, Let's see, what other notes do I have in here for voice acting? Uh, The Elephant Matriarch is actually voiced by Verna Felton, who did... A lot of voice acting for Disney, um, but including one of the movies we've already seen, Cinderella. She's the, the fairy godmother. Oh, the fairy godmother. The fairy oh, godmother oh, wow. played the mean elephant matriarch. Wow, I thought you were going to say no. for some reason the the the, the, the no. grandmother or the mother. No, she was she was wow. the fairy godmother. Oh, wow. Very different role. Yes. Um, and then the stork was played by Sterling Holloway. Um, this is actually his first Disney voice role but it will be far from his last. Uh, you will 
hear that very distinctive voice from that crow again. <laughs> Not a crow, the stork again mm. in a lot of things. Okay. Um, yeah, Sterling Holloway is in tons of Disney movies. Did you address, you may have Timothy Mouse, who he was? Uh, Edward Brophy. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Seems to be one of the things he's most known for. There were... I was just going to say sound well, effects, things like that. No, I know, I know. I was just, I was, I didn't want to go into songs. I, my brain oh, freeze sure, sure, sure. for a moment. Well, next would be animation. Okay. Yeah, anything, anything else non-spoiler wise with story, characters, voice acting, anything like that? Then let's go into some animation. So I have uh, several fun facts to talk about so that we can really talk about the animation here. This film was purposefully made cheaply in an effort to recoup the losses of Disney's last two films before it, which were Pinocchio and Fantasia. Fantasia (laughs) especially lost them lots of money. Fantasia did not do well. Uh, Neither did Pinocchio, but Fantasia uh, kind of eclipsed it in how poorly it did. So that I guess that is a large portion of why the animation ends up being as kind of cartoony as it often is. Um, and and a lot of a lot of like simplistic things like characters that barely have any details from not even that far away or no faces or or like no shadows and like uh, action scenes and stuff like that. Like okay. there's a lot of cost cutting things in there and just it's basically made more like a cartoon short from disney would be than one of their feature films how did it do by the way really well <laughs> it did very well it worked wonderfully made them they 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 made like double what they spent to uh to produce the thing so yes it was very successful <laughs> um mm-hmm. And another interesting production note, uh, the production on the film was interrupted on May 29th, 1941, when much of the Disney animation staff went on strike. There was a big, uh, big animation strike uh, around that time that forever kind of changed how how Disney was about unions and stuff like that for the worse. Um, he became a very bitter man about all of that. And there's lots of that's a whole other topic that could be an entire podcast episode unto itself that I am not going to fully get into. But yes, a strike happened in the middle of this. Also, when the when the film was submitted to RKO for distribution, uh, RKO requested that at least 10 minutes be added to increase the runtime because it was so short. But Walt Disney refused. He's like, we, we squeezed all that we can out of this thing. <laughs> this is as long as it's going to be. Yeah. Um, which is, yeah, probably for the best. Um, also, this film won an Academy Award for Best Scoring of a Musical Picture. So, hmm. people liked the music. But, yeah, um, I liked how the opening had almost no animation while the narrator was talking over clouds. Yeah, I was like, mm. I see what you're doing there. <laughs> I see how you're not really animating anything right there. Yeah, I don't know anything else you guys thought or noticed about the animation stuff. Um, the... Pink elephant scene re- reminded me of Fantasia. Yeah, like you could see the the influences there of just um, interpreting the music with the animation, which I I enjoyed Fantasia. Yeah. Um, no, Fantasia is one of those movies that did very bad in its time, but has since very much become a classic movie that a lot of people think is good. <laughs> and Pinocchio too, to a lesser extent. Um, I don't care as much for it, but. 
Um, Fantasia, yeah, Fantasia's great. It was just seen as pretentious, and people just didn't get it or enjoy it back in the day. But we can talk about that more when we eventually do Fantasia. But, but yeah, like, I can see the influence there, though it's still, like, as a part of the movie, it was like, you just, you just need time. (laughs) You just need to increase this movie, and you're doing this thing, and it's, it's pretty fun, but okay. I was gonna say, we've referred to, we've talked about the use of shadow and things Mm -hmm. before, in movies this time i feel like and i we may have even addressed color before but i feel like color was utilized well here in the animation to denote mood mm. because you know with when the train starts off and when first everyone's the animals are all being loaded up from wherever they are it's very colorful and everyone's very happy and the train and all of that and then interestingly when they get to then the first town, it's just all blacks and grays and just, yeah. and it's raining and it's very dismal yeah. and very depressing looking. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, they definitely play, play with that, th- those, the lighting and, and different weather and stuff like that to really enhance, I guess, moods and stuff. No, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, now... The question, what would this movie be like in live action, will soon be answered when we watch (laughs) it in live action. But if it were more directly like it is, what do you like? Do you think you would enjoy a, a baseline, basically this, the same basic length, the same things happen in the same way, sort of live action version of this film? No. No. I mean... Be, it would I, be rough. Again, so. this was so short. Like, why why put the time into making it live action if it were kind of just the same thing? Yeah. Especially when there's scenes... Like you said, it's it's more cartoony. because So that would be kind of hard to translate. The pink elephant, the pink elephant scene... Uh, I mean, that had to be animated. You can't really do that live action. I don't even know how you would do the stork and and the animals getting their babies from the stork. Um, I I don't know how. You yeah, do. I mean I don't know. Let's just let's just go full Lion King and just make it hyper realistic, even though it's storks delivering baby animals. Yeah, that would be <laughs> weird. Uh, uh, and then yeah. and two is I think it would be much more ugh, traumatic seeing the mother trying to protect Dumbo and her being whipped and, and chained down and isolated. I wouldn't handle that. We'll see. We'll see. I don't, I don't have, I have not seen the live action one. So I don't know if that specific story beat is in there, but if it is, yeah, that'll be interesting to see how uh, rough that is. And then for that uh, song where they were putting up the tent, the animation (sighs) with that, like you mentioned that they're, you know, trying to save money so they make characters faceless but like doing it in that song with that scene that was with all with all of the black men helping put up the tents that was rough and then and then you have that visual kind of metaphor there with the animals that's also rough yeah but different different thing but animation wise like the choices that they make not necessarily trying to convey this thing actively conveys this thing yeah um what else oh there was some weird not weird but like uh you know how in ren and stimpy or something like that where it's like 
cartoony, but then they kind of the zoom close in up that's, yes. and it's a bit more detailed. They do that to like for grotesque things. But in uh, in Dumbo, like whenever the mom was is was it when the mom was bathing Jumbo Junior, or whenever he came out when he fell into the the plaster from the clown, is it plaster or whatever? From the mm-hmm. thing, like it's close up on him, and then either the bubbles look re- really detailed, maybe, or the the plaster stuff that he fell into. Like I assumed it, it was like cream, like a pie or something. I thought like they said that. it was plaster. Did they? They might have. That it looked a bit more shaded and things like that, a bit sure. more detailed, and it was kind of notice. There was a notice. Yeah, for yeah. Me. I get what you're saying. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't think that was like good. <laughs> like <laughs> it just was. There was a noticeable difference, and it was kind of like, hmm. Okay. Yeah, sometimes almost just like the animation was suddenly kind of better. Yes, yeah. for certain scenes. And and you could do that to underscore a point, but I don't think it did here. I think it was just, it's close up on him, and so we maybe put a little more detail. Yeah. But to no, to no point. I get you. Um, do we want to move on to sound design? Sure. Sure. Um, outside of the songs, my main little note is that the audio recording for most of the crows, besides the main guy, yes. sounded noticeably lower quality. Yes. Like they were recorded under worse circumstances. And I, that could either be racism or could be related to to the fact that the uh, Hall Johnson Choir like sung for them and stuff. I don't know if the people who voiced them outside of that were part of that choir though, but it sounded like they were all together in one room or something. Cause there was like kind of that echo and stuff. There was, yeah, there was a difference. Yeah. Oh, I actually forgot one. One of these crows is, is voiced by James basket. And I just want to say, we're going to, we're going to see him again in a thing. Um, oh. <laughs> he he appears again in a in a Disney movie, but not an, he's not animated in that movie. But we'll see him. Good good dude, from what I hear. Uh, just oh, we'll get okay. there. Um, yeah, Valerie can guess. Um, but yeah, no, that was just kind of weird that they sounded. They just sounded like they were in an, an echoey kind of room. I did notice that. Yeah, this movie is a musical, so there's some songs in here. Uh, musically, I really enjoy the song of the Roustabouts, but contextually and lyrically, not as much. The But I'm not going to get super into it because it makes a lot more sense for the How's It Holds Up section. Okay. Um, so I'll just say, musically, I enjoy that song. Otherwise, not as much. Um, I, the, with the whole pink elephant sequence, um, we already talked about it a little bit, but I really liked the, the elephants in the pink and blue silhouette that were like skating or whatever. Yes. That part was really beautiful. Yes. Again, it made me think of Fantasia type things. Right? And also it made me think of, um, it kind of feel like this scene is a bit of a precursor to the trippiness in Three Caballeros, mm. you know, like how it just kind of. How the animation just kind of ends up going wild. Valor and I watched that within the last year or so. Um, we'll eventually actually cover it on the show. But yeah, Three Caballeros gets trippy with some stuff. And it kind of just felt like that. Like, hey guys, just go wild with the animation for a while. Yeah. Um, no, that scene is is really fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, uh, I probably ultimately will not recommend this movie. But I do recommend if you have somehow haven't seen Dumbo at some point... Just go watch the pink elephant sequence on YouTube. It's fun. Like a fun little four or five minute scene that like has nothing to do with the actual movie, really. So And baby of mine. 
Okay, that's a little more contextually. <laughs> sure, you can watch Baby Mine also. And actually, the Pink Elephants made me think of the... Uh, was it Heffalumps, Heffalumps and Woozles? Heffalumps yeah. and oh, Woozles? Yes. Uh, very confusing. <laughs> yeah, actually, too, is because Just they did a lot of things yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. No, of, that'll be, that's, especially the that's a lot later. Like, I think that's in the 70s. It'll be interesting to see kind of how that compares. Sure, sure, yeah, sure. Yeah. But yeah, so we had like a sing-along uh, VHS. So I saw that. Heffalumps and Woozles? Yes, that yeah. thing. Not the whatever it was from, but just that particular song. I don't know if Pink Elephants was ever on a sing-along, but it wouldn't surprise me if it wasn't because the actual singing part is like a minute and a half to two minutes maybe. And like the bunch of music before that and a bunch of music after yeah. it. So there's a lot of the whole Pink Elephant sequence that is not a sung song. But also I love listening to that whole, th- like especially the 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 that like brat that big trumpet and stuff and the like upbeat like that's just kind of that the weird kind of carnival but also kind of just off kilter feel of that music i really love it i mean it's it's really cool to see that like the the bass drum is is like a big elephant kicking the elephant in front of it while it's playing and then like it's 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 pretty cool I, I like as I was making getting some notes for for this movie last night. I listened to that whole Pink Elephant song like two times. It's great. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And any anything else about the music stuff that isn't for the house at hold up section? Do you have anything with Baby Mine? Oh, that was so beautiful. Yeah. I mean, I just enjoyed the songs. You know, yeah. they had a good beat. They, you know, again, unfortunately, the context of some of them obviously was was very, very, very problematic. But and it, the we actual had, music. There was I a lot enjoyed. of uh, music groups that were that contributed. Um, Look out for Mr. Stork, Casey Jr., um, mm, okay. Pink Elephants on Parade. All of those um, had the group The Sportsmen. Hmm. Uh, Song of the Rastabouts had The Kingsmen. And then for When I See an Elephant Fly, Cliff Edwards, who voices the main crow, is in there. But then also the Hall, the Hall Johnson Choir. I, yeah, I mean, I really liked the, like, the the pun work of When I See an Elephant Fly. Oh, yeah, the I mean, pun was, work is good. It was that. delightful, but, like... That's part of the reason it's remembered as well as it is. That and it's just catchy. Yeah, like, I mean, lyrically it's, it's interesting, but yeah, the context just, just undermines it. Anything else with songs before we get into How's It Hold Up? All right, let's go to the part that our podcast is named after. How's it hold up? Let's start. Let's start. Where do we start? Light. <laughs> let's start with the the quicker stuff that I don't think we're gonna have as much to say. Uh, fat joke with elephant matriarch being pushed into the cart. Yep. That was eye rolly. Uh, the world's mightiest midget mastodon Ooh. was an unpleasant. Yeah. Uh, use of alliteration. Yeah, it's like it's a baby. <clears throat> The there's like several references to elephants as a race that Timothy in particular makes, and that always yes! felt really uncomfortable. Yes, he's like the, the, ele- a- the elephants. The elephant ladies themselves said it too about yeah, the being like a proud pr- race, and yeah. it just think, feels weird think, every time. I think he said Timothy said it was a proud race, but yes, like the elephant. I, th- I think they do too when they're talking to kind of about how they're. I'm not sure if they know. say that word specifically, but they definitely have the the imply that like they're Better. they are yes, and they have. Well, and then at one point too, as they tell, they tell Dumbo he's no longer an elephant. They don't tell him. They They just make a solemn vow. Yes, and then they give him the cold shoulder, as Timothy puts it. They like just turn their back on. They literally turn their back on him and don't let, don't support him at all. Yeah, they're awful. Um, But yeah, no, the the just 
the the way that the way that the words were used for that was always yeah yeah weird so there's some controversy um in uh, in this movie about the crows and also about the roustabouts in the beginning um most of the crows as i mentioned are voiced by black actors the leader is not but first let's look at some lyrics from the roustabout song we work all day, we work all night, we le- we never learn to read or write. When other folks have gone to bed, we slave until we're almost dead. Oof. We don't know when we get our pay, and when we do, we throw our pay away. Oh no. And grab that rope, you hairy ape. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, the the context... The circus is being built up for for the tents and everything, and besides elephants, the main people doing that are are some black people whose faces we can't see. Yes. Um. And so, those lyrics are problematic, let's say, because of that context. Um. And they're problematic even without that direct context. That's just. Not some great lyrics. Um, who do I who do I get to blame for that? Lyricist Ned Washington. <sighs> Yikes, Ned. Yikes. Yeah. Um, but yes, then there's the crows. <laughs> yeah. So, but but about the the song, like as it as I said earlier, it was it to save money. Yes, you don't give them details, but then adding that to the context of the lyrics, yeah, and makes it, and then the like visual <laughs> equation of them with the animals. Especially, like, the animals, if you're, are the elephants, if you're calling them a proud race, like, it's very, it's a very weird comparison that you are making with your visuals and your words. It, yeah. Yes. Yeah, because, again, the elephants are working like slaves, and so are the black men, and it's just, ah, uh, It's awkward, it's, let's say. It's, well, it's um, just, It's uncomfortable, and it didn't need, like... Even if someone tries to say historical accuracy, mm, we didn't need it though, did we? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's uncomfortable. Yeah, but, it's definitely made in a racist time. But everyone who's listening to this podcast wants us to talk about the crows, so let's talk about the crows. <laughs> um, I guess I'll I guess I will say there is definitely contention among people about whether or not the crows are that racist. Um, they are even. There's a lot of people who defend that they aren't camp or white, but there are some black people who who d- defend it um, or or think that even with it, like it's these characters should be marketed. Let's say like Whoopi Goldberg has has has, has been known to say like market them. They sing the song that everyone knows from this movie. Um, use them, um, yeah. So there's. It's a little bit of a thorny issue. Um, I would say the main, the main thing that makes it problematic isn't that these crows are 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 clearly meant to be coded as black, but the fact that they are written by white people, and the leader is voiced by a white person trying to do a black person dialect or like what his stereotypical idea of it is, which is what the others are written to sound like also because they're written by white people that makes the scene. That's what makes the scene uncomfortable rather than any specific 
like racist things they say or do because they don't really like yeah. the characters themselves are pr- are pretty much fine like they're 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 just kind of jokey laughy guys they they find the situation hilarious they're shamed a little bit by timothy at one point because they're being a little uncallous towards a kid and they feel bad and they're like oh well look later let's do a thing to kind of make that kid feel better like they're pretty cool dudes who nothing that they really say or do are ever bad it's the way that they're written to say it and the fact that the main guy is is not black and just that is kind of the context of it that makes it uncomfortable well also timothy mouse i think is coded as not being a person of color anyway since you're personifying everything he sounds like a white new yorker (laughs) well and he calls them boy which is something that was no he doesn't he says boyds boyds birds with an accent Oh, we think. I thought I, he was I'm, a, I'm 100% boys. sure. I heard a D in there. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, he's saying Boyds. Yeah, Boyds. Okay. I'm glad to know that because no. yeah, that he doesn't, would he be doesn't very call them boys. He calls them Boyds. <laughs> so that yeah. would be, that would be 100% yes. Yes. No, but he I, says Boyds. I, I wasn't sure either. And I asked. The, fir- the first time I, uh, when you mentioned, I was like, oh, I'm not 100% sure because I hadn't been playing that close attention, but he says it again later. And okay. there's clearly a D. Like he's okay. saying Boyds. Good, good, Birds good. Birds with a, yeah, with an he's accent. Ju- he's just but got that. Still, like yeah. it's. He's got that accent where he says Boyds. Um, um, but, but yeah, like the, it, it'd probably be easier to see from the time are comparing to other depictions, uh, stereotypical depictions of, of uh, black people from the time, like that, that they are drawing on, on stereotypes rather than like these, these are just characters that are like this. It's like, yeah. no, these are the characters that you would see if like, I mean, they, they basically say that they're a minstrel show. Yeah. So, so like that, those in and of itself is racist. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and No, and- they're written by white people in with a context of what white people think black characters should be like in things. Yeah. That's the main issue. <laughs> yeah, but if, if if you're, you know, however many years later, some family, and you're like, oh, that's cute. Like, you, you, you won't have that context. Right. Of, like, this is stereotypes of the time. Like, yeah, this go, isn't, going, these aren't characters mm-hmm. in and of themselves that they're like, they're just going to be like this. No, going back and seeing that scene doesn't doesn't feel blatantly racist in the way that going back and seeing Peter Pan and the whole makes the red man red sequence or seeing lady in the tramp and the whole Siamese cats thing. Like those things you can watch now and be like, yikes, that's super racist. But here with the crows, if it weren't for the fact that it's kind of like talked about as being problematic, the scene itself doesn't really feel that problematic. There's just like the fact that they say stuff like I be done seen, which I don't think even then was necessarily actually how black people talk. Yeah. was just how probably in minstrel shows and the way that white people thought that they talked. Yeah. Um, so there's that stuff, but it's not. Yeah. No, did you? Have oh, just more? like the, uh, we didn't get names of them, yeah. but, uh, like, oh, or in the credits. No, we do have, we do have to talk. So none of these characters really have names besides Dumbo and Timothy, whose name you see uh, towards the end, like written down. Um, but, on a character sheet, 
the name Jim Crow was written for the head crow guy. Oh, yeah. Gosh. He's since been referred to in other things as Dandy Crow. Sure. But we all know Disney. <laughs> um, yeah, that's uh, needless to say a terrible joke. Yeah. Um, so like... Yeah, it, this isn't doesn't come from a place of innocence. No, one hundred percent, it does not. This is one hundred percent by white people. Um, the other crows' name are typically referred to as Fats Crow, Specs Crow, Deacon Crow, and Dopey Crow. Yeah, yeah, which I think it's pretty easy to pinpoint which each of those is. <laughs> Dopey Crow's the only one you couldn't necessarily immediately guess, but you you process of elimination. You put, yeah, exactly. You put all the others, and you're like, okay, so the one with the like broken top hat yeah. or the hat the top and his kind of peeks out yeah 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 um but yeah no that's um awful that someone thought that was a good gag name to give this character that they knew wouldn't actually be named in the movie at all yeah so well and the other thing that really bothers me in how's it hold up is the horrific treatment of mrs jumbo and and dumbo and what you would what you're doing to a a mother, especially a mother animal and her baby, and letting the spectators touch an animal and or poke at or harm an animal. I mean, you know, whether it was there's like a, some a, major the grievous. part where, where the kids are, are like picking on Dumbo. And yeah. well, and pulling his that, ears and pulling him by his tail right. out from his mother and all of that. Right. And, and also, to me, it's, it's so stupid and egregious because realistically, if you really did have a zoo or you had a circus and you were letting spectators touch your animals and get close and had no supervision and no one from that to watch over. That's just stupid. That well, yeah, but that sense. didn't stop that from actually being how stuff was back yeah, in like the day. <laughs> People used to be really stupid about a lot of things. They're still really stupid about a lot of things, but just differently. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like yeah. zoos and stuff were... Oh, atrocious. Yeah. But, but I mean, like, I mean, how's it hold up story-wise? Like, this this is about a mother who was just protecting her kid. Yep. And then she gets taken away and put to jail, in which we know she would she would have been killed. Oh, yeah. If this were actually realistic, there's no way she wouldn't have been put down after she went on a rampage. But, yeah, it's like she gets labeled as crazy as a mad elephant because she's just trying to protect her child like right story-wise it's horrific no and then yeah too as you see no care given to the baby elephant no um once the mom's got who he realistically he would have totally died no timothy's the nicest to him and like everyone else is real mean to this yeah, little baby i mean it just no this is a movie where a lot of really mean awful things happen to an innocent child for, like, most of the runtime of the movie. Yes. Yeah, I just, again, that was very problematic for me. So this movie has some issues. Um, let's let's go ahead and, and talk about the very end stuff of the movie um, with our... Spoiler alert! Skip to... 49 minutes and 26 seconds. I don't actually have specific notes for the spoiler section, but basically like at the end, the, the crows come up with the plan of, because they figure out Dumbo when they, when they meet the crows after the pink elephant scene, Dum, uh, cause Dumbo is really drunk. He apparently flies into a tree. Um, and, and Timothy just without realizes realizing, yeah. like, Oh, Hey, that's how we got up there is you flew. And so then the, well, the cr- bird suggested like, maybe right. You flew. The, the, 
Bert, the uh, dandy crow suggests <laughs> suggests it um, uh, sarcastically. Yes. Um, but the Timothy's like, no, that must be what really happened. And then they come up with a, a plan to like encourage him to to really be able to do it. He he does manage to fly. The plan involves him having a magic feather that helps him fly. So he's holding that. But of course, the feather is just a regular crow feather. There's no magic at all. Um, and then, in the final scene where he's cut, where he's going out of the, um, the he's in the building. clown show again, and he's jumping out the building to land below. Which they've made like a hundred plus stories. It's, it's high. a very high building, yes. Yeah. Um, but he accidentally drops the feather, and so then he's panicked because it's like he can't fly. But Timmy's like, no, the feather wasn't real. You, the magic's inside you. Um, and so then he can actually fly, and then everyone's like, whoa, that's so cool. And he instantly gets fame and stardom, and his mom gets a nice end car on the train that looks super fancy. And so in like theme parks and stuff, like the the Dumbo ride, he has the dumb hat and the thing on from when he was a clown. Uh, but at the end of the movie, he has the cute those cute little goggles. Yeah. Why didn't why don't why didn't the ride have him in the cute little goggles? For one, they look better, and for two, they're from the moment where he actually is living the good life, not working with clowns. Yes. Anyways, um, but yeah, that, I mean that's the end of the movie. It ends like right there. It's it's very quick ending. Yeah, he also gets a little bit of payback um, when he's zooming around the tent. Oh yeah, he scares he, all the clowns. He scares all the clowns. <laughs> he makes the dumb ring master go in the water, and then he shoots peanuts at the mean elephant ladies. Yes, yes. who then at the end sing about him and like because he's famous now. Yeah, it's like whatever. Um, but yeah, anything here in the spoiler section like themes or any of that and stuff that we want to talk about really i mean it's just so short. just using well just just which bothers me you use people you use them and they can make you money and make you famous and then you treat them decently yeah like what you said earlier it's not a great moral i guess the moral is for other people like don't make fun of people because maybe they're useful Oh, but you know what we should talk about that you mentioned while we were on the couch? Spoilers for a different movie, Space Jam. <laughs> what did you? What was? What did you realize? Uh, babe? Basically, that Dumbo did it first, or they got this the the was it magic water? Yeah, like the magic sports mm. drink, I think, or something yes. like that. That the that the Looney Tunes drink to make them be able to basketball real good against the monsters. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. They must have got it from here. Uh, I think Had so. To. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, like it was just a quick turn and then it was done. Yeah, there's really not a lot to it. And most of the movie isn't even leading up to the moral point that it ultimately has at the end. Yeah. That's basically just the last scene. I don't think there is a moral point. The moral point is believe in yourself. Because, is that it? Yeah, because he he gets the... Fe- the, the moral point is the last like five minutes of the film where he has the, the thing and he believes he can do this amazing thing specifically because of this magic power when it's actually... That the magic was He's inside in him. All the time. That's the like, that's the moral that they just pop on at the end. I of would the movie. like to clarify. I don't feel like this movie had any morals. If you want to say that was the lesson here, I'm I saying will that get was the that. that was the moral that they moral lesson that they tried to <laughs> that they tried to push at the very end of the movie to act like the movie really had a point <laughs> beyond I mean, having an adorable merchandisable elephant in it. I would. I feel like it's. It's more about, like, your, the things that make you different make you 
strong. Yeah. Yeah. Remember yeah. the book I used to read you? No, he basically says something at some point about like the 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 ears like are aren't aren't a weakness. They're your yeah yeah yeah. yeah. It's um I don't know if you remember Leo the Lop. The um the so bunny the bunny and he had long ears or his ears would droop down instead of up and yeah and the possum was like, well what's normal before I saw you with your ears you know because then Leo's trying to hang upside down and make his ears go up instead of down but basically the lesson there is whatever you are, is I mean is normal it's yeah. you know so that's cute yeah that sounds better than this movie I know <laughs> it, pro- it probably know. was anything else with spoilers. Not really. <laughs> All right, spoiler section already done. Let's go on to least favorite scene in the movie. <sighs> For me, it least was the, it was the it was the 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 dumb kids pulling um yeah. Dumbo by the tail and and pulling on him and then everyone beating or whipping the mom and chaining her down. Yeah, it's really sad and like sh- like her eyes go all red. But it's it's very it's just very sad. I agree. That's your least favorite, also. I think so. I mean, I guess there's the, like you said though, like it doesn't, the scene itself doesn't seem inherently racist. It's the context of it that it's like, oh, that's the crow scene. Yes, yeah, the crow scene, not this. But so, like, I, I don't think it's that one. My least favorite scene is when Timothy's whispering the plan into the ear of the ringmaster oh i just didn't enjoy watching it yeah like as that whole scene was going i was like i'm not really enjoying the visuals here and i'm not enjoying what's happening here there yeah to me it was just the trauma of no i get that yeah i just didn't like that scene (laughs) um Mm -hmm. favorite scene mine was <clears throat> what sorry is someone else gonna go first i don't mean to go first sorry and it, you all sorry with my voice i i'm fighting You're sinuses i'm finding sinuses um anyway was 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 uh was baby jumbo and his mom and uh, jumbo jr jumbo jr that um when they were getting to know each other and playing and that was and super he was cute. playing peekaboo in her legs and making his little squeak noises and yes. i loved that that, that was, was my favorite cute. yeah that's very good um yeah that was that was super cute just something with like i said or mother jumbo what are they yeah mother Mother, Mrs. Jumbo, I Mrs. think. Mrs. Jumbo and, and Jumbo Jr. are like, they're the heart of the movie. Yes. Yes, like them them getting to know each other and being very cute. Was that your favorite right. scene too, you think? Yeah. No surprise, my favorite scene is the pink elephants of one. It is. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just love that whole sequence. It's visually very fun to watch, musically fun. Yeah, I, I mean, I like that whole sequence. Oh, we didn't talk about it in the house it holds up, hold up, but there was a brief part in that sequence, though, that was like, exoticism of like belly dancers mm, yes. or something right it was yes. it was brief but it was you know yes. eye rolly um but i do i really love that scene in general um favorite least favorite character the kid that was the jerk yeah <laughs> screw that kid jumbo jr that kid Mm. And yeah, the the joke that it's like, oh, he has big ears, and he's making fun of the elephant with big ears. It was bad. It was bad. I I could not stand that kid, but I actually dislike the stupid ringmaster because he's the one who the who fairy. who just treated Mrs. Jumbo and like blamed her for the dumb kids and everything, Can and he was just and money maker and letting letting little um, Dumbo be mistreated. So yeah, I don't like him. 
I hate calling Dumbo Dumbo too because it's just like that's so I know. rude. Just like Cinderella. That was a rude name that she was given. But we don't even know her name. What's her name? Just Ella? Well, I know in one of the, I think that was at the live action, her name had been clearly Ella. I just wanted to point out, there's some weird bias on the Dumbo wiki page, both in terms of like, it talking about the war being the sole contributor to why Pinocchio and Fantasia flopped when that's not the case. But also... Um, Herman Bing is the ringmaster who, though not truly evil, is a strict, greedy, and arrogant man who exploits workers and animals. Yeah, so there's nothing <laughs> redeeming about him. While, so, but he's but not he's not, truly he's evil. Not truly evil. He's not redeemable, or he doesn't have any redeeming qualities. I'm just saying that no. the, the, this whoever wrote this thing on Wikipedia thinks that being strict, sure, whatever, but greedy and arrogant and exploiting workers and animals isn't truly evil <laughs> that's not truly evil the ringmaster later appears as an outright villain in the video game disney's villain's revenge because that game knew what was up yes um, yeah. so he's my least favorite no that's fair he sucks um and he was part of that my least favorite scene so mm-hmm. um favorite character I think I'm going to have to say Dumbo. Yeah, I mean Dumbo, I right? So much. Or Jumbo Jr. as yeah. his actual name yeah, yeah. is. Jumbo but Jr. he's so and I cute. Love and what the about second mom? close is mom, is, mom. is Mrs. Jumbo. But yeah. I Mrs. Just, Jumbo's good, but Dumbo, but good Jumbo Jr.'s so just cute. Just because he was also so good to his mom and holding yeah. her little oh, tail and trying yes. to help her. No, my favorite thing, or one of my favorite things about it, uh, Jumbo Jr., was he always held... Timothy's tail, tail yes. when they walked away. It was yes. so, so cute. cute. I loved that. It was yes. very, very cute. This movie was a musical. So what was your least favorite song? Mm-hmm. I can pull up a song I mean, given the context, like. the Roustabouts one sounds mm. real bad. So here's mm-hmm. the songs. Look Out for Mr. Stork, Casey Jr., Song of the Roustabouts, Baby Mine. It says the clown song. I don't remember them singing. Anyways, uh. Pink Elephants on Parade. When I see an elephant fly and the reprise of that same song. I'd say the, the is it called the roustabout, that song? Yeah, least song of the roustabouts. It's, I mean, those lyrics are rough. Mm-hmm. And it was just such a depressing scene. It wasn't, I don't know. It was just well, dark. It, wasn't. Well, it was just dark. I just mean, and knowing the context, I mean, again, that these people are being so used and not given good conditions and are working in these horrific conditions while everybody else is just in their their cars and sleeping. I 100% agree that this song is super problematic and terrible, but I do like it musically. So my least favorite is Look Out for Mr. Stork because it was just boring and I don't mm. even remember its tune. Mm. At least Casey Jr. I remember its little bop. Mm. So that's okay. my least favorite. Favorite song. Oh, wait, Valerie didn't say her. Oh, I no, said she said, as yeah. well. Oh, okay. You and her have agreed on a lot of the least favorites <laughs> yes, and favorites. Yes. Um, favorite song? I mean, yeah, Baby Mine is lovely. I think I'm going to have to go with Baby Mine, But too, you're going to say Pink Elephants on Parade. Of course I'm going to say Pink Elephants on Parade. Obviously. <laughs> Obviously that's my favorite, yes. Baby Mine is also good, and When I See an Elephant Fly is very good. I do, I do enjoy it. Yeah, That's I do really enjoy it. It's that. the song from Dumbo everyone knows. Yeah, and that again, that pun stuff is... The puns are good, lovely. yeah. It's very funny. All right, well then, let's ask the, the age-old question. <laughs> if Tim Curry were a character in this <laughs> yeah, movie, who would he have played? 
I'm thinking like Timothy. Yeah, I, I was, was thinking say, Timothy. Maybe Timothy Mouse. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But he doesn't. He doesn't try to do an accent. No, he's no, no. Just, no. He's, yeah, just he's, he's just Tim Curry Tim voice. Curry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like mm-hmm. Tim Curry. I'll help you out. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, he doesn't say anything about a proud race. That's bad. Yeah. No. He do- he drops that part. Um, what about if he was the ringmaster? It'd be so sad. <sighs> See, I still <laughs> bad guy. But... Yeah. What I if mean, he was he just one of the clowns? Just kind of just there. like in that clown scene, he's one of the voices. <laughs> what if, no, no, uh, elephant, elephant matriarch. Oh elephant. no, <laughs> elephant <laughs> matriarch in particular. Yes. Oh no. <laughs> or maybe an elderly elephant who's like you. I don't like any of you elephants anyway. Make an old elephant just so Tim Curry could play an old lady again. Yes, <laughs> that's our recurring part with this recurring bit. Yes. <laughs> Tim Curry playing old ladies. Unless he was the lead crow and didn't have a, did not. And just sounded like Tim Curry. Yeah, just sounded like Tim Curry. Because like he has such guys. a powerful, yeah, has such a powerful voice. And and, and the you know, crows are like Rachel to not. Yeah. Right. They can still be like black coded, but not as written by white people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure. Have, have some black people rewrite them. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I say elephant. You want your vote is for elephant, yeah. old lady elephant specifically. Old, old lady. Old lady. <laughs> so insert a new character yes. of old elephant lady for yes. Tim Curry to play. That's yes. Valerie's main vote. Yes. All right, let's move on <laughs> to our overall consensus. Um, and remember, we we do these together now. Whether you would recommend it and what you rate it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I I still don't think I'd recommend it. The, it's very short. It is. Uh, there are a couple of sequences that are interesting. But not, not interesting enough to watch the movie for. Yeah, like not especially like Pink Elephants on Parade, where like it like you don't just have watch to it see on YouTube. In the context of the movie, <laughs> they like there's not much related that like you would need to know beforehand. You're gonna see him like, oh, that's interesting. It's like it's like I don't need to buy the whole album. There's one song I care about. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> just get the one song that's Pink Elephants on Parade, but like watch it visually on YouTube and that's all that you need from this movie. You don't need the whole movie. Uh-huh. Um <laughs> score wise I guess I guess I'll give it a two. There there was some good stuff. Like it's not like it looked terrible, but there were some problematic things and story wise it wasn't very strong. Uh I'll go with a two. Um as far as recommending I feel I feel very betrayed that <laughs> I fell into the trap when I was a young mother that, hey, it's Disney, it's rated G, you know, this is okay for my kids because the context, these are just not lessons that I would want Parker, my grandson, to be how you treat people. I watched it's Peter okay. Pan and the Lady in the Trampoline. I know, too. I know. I just, it's, it's, <laughs> I feel. Aristocats also yeah, has because a brief racist seriously, thing Seriously, things are, I mean, so problematic that, yeah, I absolutely would not recommend it for families. And again, I think it would be a very, other than at a collegiate level, to see how problematic it is and the isms and the absolute horrific racism. And even, yeah, with how you, you know, that whole circus, you know, even that being part of a focus of a lesson type thing. Um, I, interesting, I would... Initially, because of the songs, and I just loved um, Dumbo, well, I want to say Jumbo Jr. and his mom, I would have rated it possibly about a 2.75 
or three, and just because of the animation, but maybe 2.75. But literally, I'm going down to 1.75 because the isms and the, you know, how they treat their workers Subtract and slavery references. Point. Yes, yeah. absolutely. I'm, I'm going to say yeah. 1.75. Okay. I, I don't recommend it either. Um, no, I mean, as much nostalgia as I have for the thing, like, there's nothing in it that is redeemable enough to, like, really be worth watching. Like, if this is just a movie that I saw as a kid. It's not a work of art. It made Disney a lot of money back when it came out, but, like, that doesn't mean it's good. No, it's just, it's not a good movie. There's too many things that are problems with it, and, like, the story itself isn't enough to, like, be worth experiencing despite racism and there's not like amazing animation in it like in thief and the cobbler that makes it worth viewing if you're into animation like if if you want to see some cool animation just go watch the pink elephant scene but otherwise like there's nothing in here that is not better done elsewhere so no i wouldn't recommend it and i would also go with 1.75 um yeah like it's not if it weren't for all of the problematic things it wouldn't be bad just mediocre but then it has all the problematic things yeah. so yeah 1.75 i don't recommend it that's it yeah we did we did it guys <laughs> <laughs> i can't even say what and, i'm gonna say <laughs> and ne- and next time we're gonna watch some more dumbo but the new one <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> yeah, it shouldn't be if you've listened to this podcast and seen how Disney movies work. Um, yep, next time, 2019 Dumbo. Will um, this go score higher than the? I don't know. I'm scared. Dumbo. I'm nervous. I, ju- I don't know. I haven't seen it. I've heard some people actually say some good things, but then a lot of people say not so good things. Um, I know it's focused on humans rather than any actual animals. Dumbo's just kind of theirs, from what I've heard. I don't. I like. Tune in. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to expect from this. It might be better, but I don't know if I'll like it. <laughs> so I may still hate it. <laughs> we'll yeah. see. I'm nervous. See you next time. Next time. Okay, next time. Bye. Take care. Bye. 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 This has been How's It Hold Up with Danica Juarez and Jan James. You can find our podcast on Twitter at How's It Hold Up Pod. That's with each word capitalized and no apostrophe. Also, if you'd like to support us, we have a Patreon. You can find us at patreon.com slash user question mark U equals 2790566. Every little bit helps, and even with a minimum pledge, you get access to things you won't hear in our main podcast feed. Check it out for more info. The two pieces of music used in this episode were created by Kevin McLeod. You can find both The Curtain Rises and Cool Cats at incomptech.com. That's I-N-C-O-M-P-E-T-E-C-H dot com. Both songs were licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. More info on that can be found at http colon slash slash creativecommons.org slash licenses slash by slash 3.0. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.